Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Katie Smith, and today we are continuing our NYC Diaries interviews with Amy Abrams. Welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, I... I was so excited to get to talk to you because I have visitors all the time and listeners ask about the vintage vibe in New York City and where to go because, I mean, New York City kind of has that, that you know, tradition of having amazing vintage finds, but I don't know where to find them. And so I'm so excited to talk to you today about vintage in New York City and your role and what you've done to further um, the vintage scene in the city and um, just about your story here in New York City. So welcome. And um, if you don't mind, just letting us know a little bit about what brought you to the city, um, how many years ago that was, and why you fell in love with New York City. Sure. I have lots to say on all of the topics you've just (laughs) outlined. So um, I have lived in New York City for 25 years. Um, I grew up in Chicago, and um, I knew that I was not going to live in Chicago as an adult. I mm-hmm. think I always dreamed of living in New York City for kind of, you know, growing up in the 80s and seeing the movies about New York City. Not that New York City is at all like that, but <laughs> certainly in my fantasy. Um, but I just was always drawn to the energy of New York City mm-hmm. and its creativity and um you know, it's just so diverse and it's such an like international capital of so many different things. Sure. So um, I moved here when I was 25 and that was 25 years ago okay. and which is crazy. And so basically my entire adult life, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else. Okay. And yeah, it does. Nice. It always feels like home. I, I love to travel and I always think about how whatever far flung place I go, or even if it's, you know, going to LA for a weekend when I am flying back and I sort of fly into, you know, seeing like the skyline, I always have this really like my heart kind of swells because it really, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something magical about New York city and it feels like, home. yes. Yeah. I totally agree. It almost feels, it's not sad to come home from vacation when you live in New York City because there's just so much to do here on a daily basis. Sometimes. <laughs> well, Depending I mean, where you've yeah, been. I mean, sometimes when you're like, you know, what, like true. You're totally lounging on a beach somewhere. But you know, still, there is that. Your, your, you know, heartbeat starts to race just because you, yeah. you, there is so much energy and excitement to there come back to. There is, for sure. So which neighborhoods have you lived in in your 25 years here? Sure. When I first moved here, I lived um, in on the Upper West Side. I was living with a girl friend who was she was going to graduate school and so it was um further um you know near Columbia and so we needed to live um uptown and it was hilarious because we it was such a rite of passage because Mm we rented what was um advertised as a one bedroom okay um (laughs) which was really a very uh not even large but really should have been a studio space yeah and then we it was a fifth floor walk up um, and then we put in a wall so we would have like a little bit of privacy and made it a two bedroom. So it was basically a very overpriced fifth floor walk up that was a large studio converted into a two bedroom. Yes. But it was right across from the museum, the Natural History Museum. And oh, nice. um, I've always loved to live by the parks. So we were by Central Park. And mm-hmm. um, so that was great. So I lived there for a couple of years. And then um, uh, I moved over closer to the West Side Highway, like that area on the Upper West Side. And that was great because you have Riverside Park. Um, and then I moved to Brooklyn and I lived in Williamsburg okay. for, um, 
maybe a couple of years and Williamsburg looked really different. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, yes. It's crazy. Um, but it still had that kind of energy. You could tell it was like an up and coming neighborhood. Sure. And then um, I moved over to where I've been living ever since, which is basically the border of Prospect Heights and Crown Heights. Oh, nice. Very also, good. also a neighborhood who's changed. That's changed a lot. But I mean, yeah, think that's course. the beauty of New York City. Everything's yes. always changing. Always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what made you land on that neighborhood to like really settle into? You know, I, I'm really um, a person who lo- I, I run outside year round um, or jog, run is a little generous, <laughs> but I have since I was 16. So yeah. I, I really like the proximity to a park. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I just was kind of drawn. It was Prospect Heights in particular was this, it's a very like small area. It's only a couple of blocks and it was affordable at the time Mm -hmm. and then um uh it just i don't know there was something i remember walking around and feeling like it was also up and coming i think that's kind of something that i sense and i really enjoy yeah um and then um when i got married and and i'm married to my business partner and i was pregnant with my daughter um we bought a place that's a little bit like really on the border of crown heights also a neighborhood that's just exploded and it just it was great because it's it's just very diverse culturally and um, right. there's still a lot of independent you know, stores and restaurants that have been there for a long time and a lot of mm-hmm. new ones. It's been very exciting. It's close to the Botanical Gardens and the Brooklyn Museum and Prospect yes, Park. Yes, love that. Yeah, and I just, yeah. it just felt like, you know, it felt, it's obviously when you're in Manhattan, it feels very urban, but I, Brooklyn also feels very, you know, it has the best of both worlds. You have more space. Yeah, it's true. But it mm-hmm. still is very urban. Yeah. Yeah. We used to live on Prospect Park what, um, South right oh, there. Yeah. So yeah, we weren't too, too far, far right. away. Um, so, but you have two daughters yes. and they both grew up there in that home. Yeah. So what was it like raising two kids there? They're now older, a little bit older yeah, in so high school. One of my daughters is 17 and one of my daughters is 15. Um, and you know, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> sure. And so it, when we bought our, our house, we didn't even consider like thinking about school district like we just didn't have any sense of that but what's wonderful about the public city school system is that there's a lot of options to go to a lot of different schools right um sometimes within district and sometimes the lotteries and sometimes so there's a lot of I mean you have to kind of advocate for yourself but um I think raising kids in the city to me is amazing um Mm -hmm. My kids will tell you that they love it. When when we go to visit friends in the suburbs, they'll always say it's so beautiful. And then they're like, it's so quiet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes. they, they kind of can't imagine not having the independence um, that they have had growing up. Right. Um, and so I think that's been really wonderful and you you know you can walk over to people's houses or my kids as teenagers have so much independence taking the subway Mm -hmm. um and they go to high school in the city so they're you know they it's funny it's a it's a bit of a commute it's about 45 minutes on the subway in the morning but they'll they'll say that they actually love it because it oh nice yeah it also they change neighborhoods and they have friends who live all over the place sure Um, I think there's just a lot of there's there's so much opportunity in the city there's so many different types of classes my my daughters were both dancers as kids and there's just so so many dance schools and so many incredibly talented people that can teach you it's sort of limitless whether one of them was into music for a while one of them's now really into soccer like it's just it feels like you have a lot of options um and I think that they um they interact with a lot of different kids Mm -hmm. Um, who come from a lot of different backgrounds and cultures and socioeconomic status. And so I think that 
they're they they're kind of wise beyond their years in certain ways absolutely because they just have yeah they have a certain Mm -hmm. sense of I mean as much as you can at that age um but I definitely think they they sense sort of for sure the magic of New York City but just this sort of international flow and opportunity and that you could just I mean I remember when we used to take them to Broadway shows they were like it's really cool that we can just get on the subway and see a Broadway show yes and, and then be back home yeah and, sleep in yeah. Your own bed and, and yeah it's wonderful that they appreciated that because you know people you know save up money to come to New York and so right. they just like have this I think they do have this um, awareness um, and as of right now they say they want to live here when they get older obviously that's I want amazing them, I want them yeah. to do anything they want to do but that would be my preference but yeah we'll see yeah so I have uh 14-year-old and 11-year-old. So I feel like that world is opening up to us too, where before I was always taking them places and now they're getting to explore. And I feel like there's like a new magic to the city that it's coming up and being unlocked for them, getting just to see, do things on their own and really get to experience it and make it their own, which has been really fun to watch for them. Yeah. And having like public transportation is incredible because right there's you know, obviously they have to be wise and be safe and be thoughtful. And that translates to me to not being on their cell phones when they're on the subway <laughs> yes. platform. But right. I think that there's this ability, you know, that they can, they can go places and there's a lot of confidence building in mm-hmm. that. And like, you know, they're not that far away. Um, right. but for sure there's like definitely reduces the schlepping factor with, without question. Yes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> but it is, it is really kind of, and then you start to see the eye that, you know, the city through their eyes, which I think is, is really fun as yeah, well. It is. But, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, because they open up a whole new world because my youngest is a dancer as well. And, you know, she's doing her thing. And my oldest one loves Broadway. And so she's kind of opening up that world. And so it's been fun to explore. Yeah, my, yeah. my younger daughter is really, um, I feel like I'm really good at subways, like which one to take. And my husband's really, mm-hmm. really incredibly like where to even stand to get out by the door which is almost weird but <laughs> yeah but my younger daughter is she knows the buses it's unbelievable oh that's she, a good skill yeah it's a have, great skill especially here in she's Brooklyn. like it's the b63 to the da, da, da. i'm like okay oh, nice so, yeah. yeah that's really good <laughs> amazing well let's shift to um your entrepreneurship um what you've done here in the city and kind of what brought that on and why vintage and how that got started sure so um, more or less since I've been in the city, I mean, I did have one or two, um, jobs very early on, but I don't think like I'm employable. <laughs> I think that, I think I realized, you know, that I needed to work for myself, but those two jobs were formative and very supportive and yeah. kind of me being in business for myself. But I think, you know, most of my, uh, career really has been about kind of building communities and bringing people together and helping people help themselves. And so, mm-hmm. um, my husband and I started Artists in Fleas, um, which is a marketplace of makers, uh, collectors, um, and creators. So that's anyone from someone who makes jewelry to T-shirts um, to um, soap, skincare, candles, am- amazing, you know, sort of local um, artisans, as well yeah. as collectors, people who s- collect and curate and sell vintage and um, records and you know small home goods so we we opened yeah. in Williamsburg Brooklyn 20 years ago okay um, which is really crazy and yeah. um, you know so much about the neighborhood has changed and it's so exciting to see all of those changes and right um, I remember when we first started we had to beg our friends from the city to come on the L train and they were like what is what the L is train, the train? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. now everybody knows thankfully <laughs> um, and then we opened um, in Chelsea Market and then now we have also for about 10 years we've been in um, Venice California and also we're in oh. Atlanta at Pond City so that business has really been able to support so you know to 
focus on creating community and creating wonderful shopping experiences that were very localized. Yeah. Um, and then um, we opened Regeneration, another brand that we launched, which is in Brooklyn next to Artisan Fleas on North 7th, which is um, vintage and thrift and upcycling. Um, it's a wonderful way that we did an extension of vintage so mm-hmm. that people, um, all of our markets always have, have always had what, which is the fleas and artisan fleas vintage, yeah. but it was a way to just have a very, um, specialized and focused market. And that's mm. really fun because there's different merchants that sell there every, um, week where it's open Wednesday through, um, sorry, it's open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Um, and, um, it's just, it's a great way for people to build their businesses and a great way for people to find, um, wonderful vintage. Yeah. And then, um, in throughout, uh, the past, you know, 10 to 15 years, we've also done all sorts of vintage pop-ups. We had vintage showcases in the city. We had, um, events in Brooklyn. And so, um, and we, we were always very close friends with the, um, former owners of Manhattan vintage and they, um, ran a beautiful show for 20 years and then approached us to sort of hand over the torch. Yeah. Um, and that happened in January of 2022. And so we acquired this just iconic business, um, which has been wonderful, but it's really another extension of what we do, which is yeah. you know, supporting small businesses to be in business for themselves and being a platform for them and creating community. But um, really the a huge emphasis because it's exclusively vintage and it's three times a year and it brings together 90 dealers and it's just been this wonderful um uh very fun personally because i love vintage yeah. um experience to um extend what was already a great business and a great brand and kind of take it to the next level yeah that's amazing so the next um the next one is going to be in October, October 20th through 22nd. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where exactly it's going to be and what you're excited about seeing there? Sure, with pleasure. So um, one of the, so the show takes place three times a year, in October, February, and April. And one of the most exciting things about the show that's um, this October is that we've added another day. So historically, oh, nice. it was two days, yeah. and now it's going to be three days. Okay. Um, just to give more people uh, more access to buy vintage yeah. um, and shop sustainably and find ways to express their personal style. So mm-hmm. the show opens um, Friday uh, at noon and there's an early access ticket for two hours for people who are like really want to be the first ones in. And okay. then yeah. we open to the general public um, at two o'clock and we're open till six. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we're open from 11 to six. And we have all different ways that people, you know, they can get early access tickets. They can get tickets that are for the whole show. They can get a one day ticket. And we always have a student ticket. We're like really committed. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's perfect. To, yeah. Yeah, because students really are, I mean, they, I think that, I mean, I think vintage really is exploding. I think people really are thoughtful about their purchasing things that already exist, Mm -hmm. a way to express yourself um, in your personal style that's truly unique because obviously you can find something that no one else has. Um, And so it's really fun and we have a bar and we have food and we have um, people come dressed so beautifully to ex- express their style. And it's just, it's really yeah. fun. It's a very, it's I re- can imagine. It's yeah. really fun. I hope, I hope you'll be able to come I experience will be there. it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think also one of the things that we've really, that I'm most excited about is we, um, at every show we have about 25% new de- dealers who are debuting at the show for the first time. Okay, wow. So we're really committed to having a rotation because it's an opportunity for, um, people to get exposure, dealers to get exposure to this market as 
well as just constantly rotating the different types of collections so yeah. that shoppers will always um, find new and exciting vintage dealers and vintage um, items, whether it be clothing or accessories or jewelry or, you know, like the, the handbag that they've always been looking for yeah. um, that their grandma had, you know, mm. there's so many different stories, but we also really have a very strong um, emphasis and focus on diversity of style of vintage as well as price oh, nice. point. Yeah. So, you know, not some people, you know, it could be a vintage t-shirt and they're spending, you know, $40 and that's their first foray into vintage. And then there's other mm -hmm. people who are seeking like a very specific designer um, and they have a sense of what that, you know, value is. I mean, there's people who bought engagement rings. There's, I mean, people just, sometimes you have that moment. I think a lot of times you have that moment, which is <laughs> wonderful where you just see something and you kind of are, it speaks to you. It reflects who you are. And you also realize that you probably won't see it again. So, sure. yeah. so that's really fun as well. Yeah. What tips do you have somebody, for somebody like me who is new to the vintage world and I walk in, what are the things that I should be looking for? Should be, you know, questions I should be asking anything, any tips you have would be great. <laughs> great. I'll give you a lot of tips. Nice. A, wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> so just, so I would say from the get go, I think that if you think if there's something that in specific that you're looking for, maybe you have a special event or maybe you're like, I, you know, I just want to try this season to buy a coat that's vintage or something like that. Mm -hmm. I would say like wear what you normally wear. So if okay. you're someone who wears jeans and sneakers a lot, wear that because then you'll try on the coat and it'll look like that. Um, I do always, we do have a complimentary coat check when you arrive because okay. you know, you might be like, you know, trying on a lot of different things, but I always sure. suggest, you know, wear layers so that you have, if you get warm or if you get, you know, just want to, you know, disrobe a little bit, mm -hmm. um, that you can always check all of that to make yourself more hands-free, um, and comfortable shoes for sure. Cause there are 90 dealers. So I say to people, you know, when it's really their first show, just, it, it can be feel overwhelming because from like a sensory perspective, there's just so much to look look at it and it's so yeah. colorful mm -hmm. but at the same time like you will gravitate towards things that you like it may be that you mm -hmm. tend to love like silhouettes from the 40s or you really love mod or you really love the 70s or you're someone who loves denim and workwear like you start to see that certain people you may appreciate the beauty of their collection but it's mm -hmm. really not for you mm -hmm. um, and so I'd always tell people to just like walk through the whole show you'll you can you know remember some of the dealers that might stand out but it is fun to just see the breadth of what's there right yeah and then my advice always is buy what you love like I think it's good to have you know you know it, it you can be someone who might maybe is more knowledgeable in time about the value of what something costs or the scarcity but if it's something within your budget and it's something that you just really love like mm -hmm. I I always say to people you should just buy it because I think when people don't buy it, then they try to look for it on their own for like 10 years. <laughs> they're, they're always, it's like the <laughs> one that got away. Yeah. Yes. yeah. But, but I think that there's, you know, I think there's value in just if you find something that's affordable and speaks to you and just really is wonderful. Another wonderful thing that we always have on site besides cocktails and food mm. is we um, have a wonderful partnership with Alter New and they're an on-site tailor. So if you oh, wow. are someone, right, like I have five two, I've never bought a pair of jeans that I haven't had to <laughs> have, uh, you know, t uh, um, shortened. So yeah. it's really wonderful. Also, she will also give people um, feedback or her team will give people feedback on if, if 
it's something that can be um, fixed if it needs to be because you might yeah. fall in love with a coat and it's just like too long or and she'll also be very honest if she thinks that it's probably not it's probably something that you yeah. should pass on which is very oh, helpful that's genius yeah. Yeah. yeah it's very helpful when you're at the beginning you know absolutely yeah and you're still learning and trying to figure out what's what will work and what won't and it's yeah. also helpful if you've been buying vintage for as long as I have because <laughs> there's millions of things that I find that just need a little tweak here and you know finely yeah. tailored clothes you know it makes all the difference yeah absolutely that's so cool. I love that. So that's in October and then obviously um, January, or sorry, February and April as well. Yes. But um, let's talk a little bit more about Artist and Fleas. Sure. Because um, I know that some of the visitors already have their trips planned and it may not fall within one of the big events. Of but, course. you know, Artists and Fleas is something they can come to, you said Thursday through Sunday. Well, they, and- if they can come seven days a week in Chelsea Market because oh, we're nice. in Chelsea Market. Okay. Um, and that is, it's just a really fun area. You can go on the High Line. You can go to Little Isle. I mean, Chelsea Market's just, you know, yeah, so dynamic, amazing. so much to eat. And um, so that market is open seven days a week. And okay. there's um, about 35 um, individual merchants there. And there's really, oh. there is really something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what makes Artists and Fleas, I think, especially fun because when you are traveling, let's say, with a family or with a group of gals or, you know, a group of guys or, you know, there's just there's a lot of there's kind of all different. You might have a friend who loves candles. You might have a friend who loves jewelry. You might there's amazing uh, clothing that's there. There's um, Arthurius has these incredible prints and old maps like there. It seems when I watch people walk in, everyone goes in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, and then there's yeah. like a show and tell at the end. Hmm. Um, so that's really wonderful. And then Williamsburg is open on Saturdays and Sundays, the market in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, and then Regeneration, um, which has the vintage and thrift, which is next door, is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And then if you're not in New York and you happen to be in Venice, California, um, every Saturday we're open um, on Abbott Kinney and then in um, um, Atlanta, we're in Pond City Market every Saturday as well. So, so cool. it's great if you can come to New York uh, yes. to the the mothership, but you also, uh, we've made it a little bit more accessible to people yeah, in yeah. other places in the country. Yeah. So what made you pick Atlanta and um, in California? Okay. And then do you have ex- you know plans to expand at all? All great there? questions. So um, my, um, I grew up in Chicago, but my grandparents and my parents um, moved to California, my grandparents when I was very little, and my um, parents uh, when I was in college. So I grew up going to L.A. a lot, and so I was very familiar. And L.A. has a lot, um, there's a lot of, well, there's so much difference, and that's Mm -hmm. all the things I love about L.A., but there is a lot of similarity in terms of, um, a very big culture of creatives and artists. I mean, there's you can find that everywhere in, in, in the States for the most part, but yeah. there's also a very big culture of shopping. Mm-hmm. And so um, we found that it kind of just made sense. Abbott Kinney was like a very, in Venice is like a very special um, local kind of area, walking street, like, and okay. it just, we had a lot of, we also had a lot of our merchants who had moved out there. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, 10 years ago, we were like, let's give this a shot. And it's really, it's really been wonderful. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. And then Pond City Market, um, that is, Atlanta is also a really interesting, um, really fun city. And mm-hmm. a lot of kind of young people were moving there. And again, we had a, a bunch of merchants who had moved out there and, um, we had a relationship with the owners and so we opened that, um, post COVID and that's been a lot of fun as well. Yeah. That's neat. Mm -hmm. And plans to expand anywhere else or anything you have your eye on? Um, I have our eyes on so many things. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) We have our eyes on so many things, but right now we have our hands full. Um, and you know, we just like to always make sure that people have a really wonderful experience. Um, 
And we have such an incredible team that works in all the different locations and at HQ. And, you know, just, you know, we're so grateful that post-COVID, um, we were able to reopen everything and open new businesses That's and acquire new amazing, business. amazing, really. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it was, a, it was a really rough time for everyone. And we have this huge community of, um, you know, independent makers and creators and artists. And it was, it was, it was a rough time, but mm. it's been really wonderful to be able to reopen and give you know, a platform and a, a location for people to find them again or new people to discover and people are doing really well, which is wonderful. So it's yeah. always just, you know, going, it hasn't been that long, but it's always been kind of going back to making sure that we're, you know, doing the absolute best we can to deliver like a really wonderful experience, both to yeah. all of our merchants and dealers, as well as to every shopper who comes to visit and support. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Fast Company named you one of the most creative people in business. So, which is an amazing title, an amazing uh, accolade to receive. Um, so, I would love for you to just speak on entrepreneurship in the city because so many people come here for a job and think that creating something in a city like New York is beyond their reach and just overwhelming. So, I would love for you to tell the listeners about what gave you the encouragement and everything to get started and what has that journey been been like along the way sure well thank you for the kind words yes it was like a really I'm so I'm still and will continue to be so honored um, to be recognized and I have loved Fast Company for you know 20 plus years so yeah. it was really remarkable and a wonderful group of people to be selected among um, so I think that New York City is really um it's such it's such a great place to start a business if if that's what makes sense for you right sure, yeah. and i think that there's a very entrepreneurial climate there's um a lot of people and a lot of resources available to help people i always i you know my entrepreneurial journey has been i, I have a very high threshold for risk like i always feel like i'll figure it out yeah. um and um i think that i have been really aware um throughout my journey of like actually what I am good at and I'm really clear at where I need help. And I mm -hmm. think that that's a really important thing for entrepreneurs to help them be successful is to really try and focus all of your energy doing what you do best and you contribute most to the business and yeah. then filling in those gaps mm -hmm. versus trying to do everything. It's I mean, sometimes you have to do everything at the beginning, but I think that in time it's just really, you know, it can take suck the energy out of you and drain you to be doing things that are really not what you're skilled at, but you, those might need to be done. And so, you know, sometimes for yeah. people it's about, you know, finding another buddy who's starting a business and helping one another out. Maybe one person has one mm -hmm. skill set and one, you know, somebody's really good at the financial piece and the other one's really good at the sales and marketing. And then sometimes you can swap and give advice, which is always great. It's always important. I think when you're starting a business to find other business owners that are starting as well, Sure. because yeah. there's a lot of support and a lot of, um, uh, sharing of resources, which is great. And it mm -hmm. could be, you know, working in a co-working space or it could be finding groups, you know, that's always, you want to find your people yeah, as yeah. I say. Um, and I think like, I think that I was definitely someone as a kid who, um, you know, I, I always loved working. I loved lemonade since I loved making money for myself, like okay. at, a, at an early age. Yeah, and yeah. so I don't think that's like exclusively at all what I'm driven by. I'm driven by doing things that energize me and um, feel meaningful. And I think that the work that I do does that. And mm -hmm. I think the benefit is that is that I can support myself doing that for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel that it's really, um, 
if you have an idea, it's really important to like, you know, do your research, see who else is doing it, figure out how you can differentiate yourself. Um, I think, you know, proof of concept is really important. So sometimes that's what's so wonderful about, you know, the market or even the show. Like I, we have, there's so many different people who may have a job doing X, but they start to do uh, selling vintage on the side or they make their candles on the side. And what's been really fun about, you know, having a platform for people to sell is that they, first of all, they get a lot of exposure and they start to sell things and they get a lot Mm. of market feedback. And then, you know, what's also great about that is they start to meet other people, other, you know, connect to a community of other like-minded people. So those are all kind of uh, things that I think are that, that model is, is very helpful. And, you know, I will say this, I think that it's good also if there are other people doing what you want to do because mm-hmm. <laughs> that does validate that there's a need for it, right? Yeah. And it's 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 important, but it's also important to be like really clear about what your kind of specific value add is. Um, and then yeah. I think it's about, you know, having good manners and, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you have you know, a client or something that doesn't work out, it's addressing that and learning from that. Um, and then, but also being very appreciative and gracious when people are referring people to you. And if that's the type of business or, you know, to clients, you know, being very appreciative when they, they purchase things, but in supporting other people too, like people tend to support you if you support other people. So, right. um, I like that. Yeah. Those are all my, (laughs) I guess I have lots of advice on that topic. I love that. That's so good. That's, that's, that's the tip. Yeah. (laughs) And I like too, that you said that, it's okay if somebody else is already in the space. I feel like even for myself, sometimes I will talk myself out of it and say, oh, well, somebody's already doing it or, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I won't bring anything, but to it's a big what city. you said. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's a big world, but it's a big city. And there's yeah. something that you can bring to the space. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also think, you know, don't forget, like consumers are pretty sophisticated. And, you know, I think that people like to find what fits them, what's right for them. And so... Um, you know, think about like a boutique, right? There's a lot of boutiques, but, and some of them carry some of the same brands. But I think that, you know, you, your experience in a, in one boutique may make you never go back or be loyal True. for life, right? True. So there, yeah. so it's this, this sort of same idea that there's, um, you know, there's a million lawyers, there's, but I, I do think that there's a lot of, it's a very big city. Um, there's been lots of maker markets. Um, there's other vintage shows. And, and in particular, like I'm actually very supportive of, um, you know, so many of the vintage dealers have opened stores. It's so wonderful. You know, you need a lot of different ways to make um, a living because, sure, yeah. you know, you want to be thoughtful and you want to be make sure that you're really doing all the things that you want to fulfill whatever business goals and objectives that you have. So yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm definitely a person who favors abundance and there's a, there's definitely enough to go around. Um, yeah, I love but that. yeah, pay attention to what you do and try and do it the absolute best you can. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that your husband is your business partner. Yeah. So tell me about that. What so what that's like, you know, like you guys are both um, focused on this business and growing it and making it the best that it can be. But is it hard to sometimes turn that off and to? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I have most people give me the reaction um, like I would, you know, kill my spouse before I would work with them. Yeah. I, thankfully, that is not the way I feel. I, you know, I think that Ronan and I, when we... Um, started Artists and Fleas, we were both also doing other things. It was also, like I mentioned, was something we started on the side. And, you know, over time it became our full-time business uh, among other brands that we've rolled out. 
I, so I think that it's not like I had this lifelong dream to work with my husband. We, yeah. we met at summer camp as counselors when we were oh, wow. 18 and 19. And then we got married when we were 31 and 32 after not being together for many years. But, okay. you know, I think the foundation is we're very close friends. And um, I, to me, it's been amazing because there's so much more um, that we've gained from that sharing something that we've built together, mm. having, you know, raising kids. We've had a lot of I mean, the main thing is we've had autonomy over our time, which I think is yeah. the greatest gift as a parent um, that you could show up to things or, you know, show up to family things that sometimes are unexpected, good and bad. Right. Um, and so that's been a real gift to us. We've been able to travel, you know, all over the world with our kids, um, you know, sort of being inspired by our business. Yeah. And so I think overall it's it's been really a lot of fun. Um, there's, you know, we do different things in the business. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's, we've been committed also since we got married, um, is that we always go away without our kids once a year Mm. and we have like a no talking about business policy and we're pretty good at it. I, I will say like we, you know, we have great, a great team that can keep their eyes on everything and, and uh, most recently in May we went away and it was, you know, we had to, we had to check in once or twice, but it was, it takes discipline, but it's really fun because then you're like, oh my God, you're so much fun. And we get to do all these really fun things together. Yeah, so you do have, so nice. you do have to set boundaries. I mean, sure. but please, it's like anything, you know, there's moments yes. when you're like, oh my God, like, uh, okay. I like I, you walked to the train by yourself because I see you all day. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I <laughs> so, so we laugh at it as well. It's not, you know, but it's, but overall it's, it's, it is, I feel very, very lucky because yeah. I, I don't think it's for everybody, but sure. yeah, works yeah. for us or Amazing. so far. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you have, a few favorite vintage finds that you have um, acquired over the years. I mean, I, do you, how do we have like six days here? <laughs> it's probably like yeah. asking you to pick your favorite child, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if anything stood out to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have I have so many things that I, I have a lot of vintage, and mm-hmm. I have so many things that I um, I love. But I'll give you an example. So when I first moved to the city and I lived on the Upper West Side, um, it was called at the time. Um, the green flea, but it's since been changed. Oh my God. I'm totally blanking on the name of it. I'm so sorry, but it's, okay. it's, um, in the eighties, uh, we'll have to look it up so that they can get, I'll put it in the yeah, show. Yeah. Notes yeah. I'm, it's, I'm like, I can like picture what it is, but yeah. it's, it's been on the Upper West Side forever. And it's, oh, the, uh, maybe it's the Grand Bazaar now. I'm sorry. I, I can't, oh, I, I think that's what yeah, it is yeah. on the Upper West Side. Yeah. yeah. Right by the, it's in a, in a schoolyard and yes, uh, yes it is the Grand Bazaar. Yeah. And a lot of the dealers sell there. And I remember going there and I grew up going to um, flea markets and artists like tons of artists um, like kind of shows. They were a little different as a kid because that's what my mom loved. But mm-hmm. when I moved to New York and, and when I very, really I was like totally broke when I first moved here and I uh, and one of the times when I had a job mm-hmm. and I really loved what I'm wearing right now, which is a vintage 70s Indian dress. And I remember like they had one for probably like forty five dollars at the time and mm-hmm. I, I just like couldn't afford it. And so um, I, I love vintage. I love India. I love to visit India. I love the patterns of the dresses. Um, they're, you know, they've, they're from the seventies. They're so well made. They're all block print. They're so comfortable in the summer because they're like oh, yeah. paper thin, but they look great and yeah. sort of feel like pajamas. <laughs> so I have kind of a pretty big collection over the years that I've amassed because once I could afford them, I couldn't stop buying them. Yeah. Um, and so I have many, so that's like a real treasure. I can't, I, that I could not pick my favorite one, sure. probably my favorite top five, but, <laughs> um, and it's definitely just something that it's, it's kind of bizarre cause there's not, there's something, many things that I get really sick of, but I have never gotten sick of them in the past 25 that. years. Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm going to say vintage Indian dresses 
dresses or jumpsuits and yeah. a lot of people know that um and i have i have some vintage jewelry um that actually is vintage because it was my grandmother's um but it's really meaning and my grandfather's very meaningful and very special um to me that i really love um and lucky for me my mom and my sister only like silver and my grandma and my grandpa loved gold oh that worked out perfectly (laughs) yeah so it worked out perfectly so I have some I have some pieces of vintage jewelry that I like really really treasure um and then I have you know I have a couple of really special like vintage gowns that I you know what would fall in love with and be like oh my god like I hope one day I'll have a place to to wear them but the beauty of um you know having a vintage show is I get to get really dressed up three times a year and now it's instead of two days it's three days so I often wear you know some fabulous uh gown that I acquired knowing that one day I'd have a place to wear it and and now I do but I I always lend them to my friends I I always I say to all my friends you're you're welcome to borrow it and they all do and it's it's so fun and then it looks better on them and then I end up giving it to them it's a whole thing (laughs) (laughs) that's so fun I love that well let's go ahead and do our my fast rapid questions um that we always do at the end of every podcast. Great. And, um, so let's start with your favorite neighborhood. Sure. So right now, my favorite neighborhood is the Lower East Side. Okay. Um, I We have our office in the Lower East Side. I think that it is, it's such a heartbeat of New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, the summer in particular is really fun. Like I encourage everybody to go outside. I mean, there's so, there's great shopping, incredible vintage shopping, um, great bookstores, great restaurants. It's just, it's, it's like a small area, but with like a lot of energy and it's, you know, it borders kind of a lot of different interesting neighborhoods. You're right around the corner from Chinatown and it's, it's just, it has so much history. It's so culturally rich. Um, and there's just, I I, like, I love to have a drink with like a friend around five or six o'clock and you just Mm -hmm. see, why New York is amazing. There's just like so many beautiful people. And I don't mean just like from a physical beauty, I, I, but just like just such diversity and people just kind of that are, are, I mean, many of them are also very beautiful, but capturing (laughs) the, the energy of the city. And it just, it just feels like there's, there's really fun energy right, right now. So I, I I really, and it's the Lower East Side is like New York city has reinvented itself Mm. so many times. So, um, and there's great museums, there's a photography museum and the tenement museum. There's just, there's just so much to do there. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. Your favorite restaurants. So I would say like a real go-to, I don't know favorite, how I can say favorite, but um, uh, a go-to restaurant that's close to my neighborhood that mm-hmm. I, I love to, to sit outside and meet friends is um, Evelina, um, which is in Fort Greene. Really delicious food. It's just the right size. I love sitting outside. They always like have really special touches, like beautiful flowers, and they've got really delicious cocktails. Oh, nice. That's <laughs> perfect. Love that. What is your favorite mode of transportation to get around the city? Subway. I love subway. the subway. I okay. love, you can get anywhere. It's so efficient. Yeah. I mean, I love walking as much as I can, but um, and I do walk a lot in the city, which is also really fun, um, but the subway's great. I just love... I. It's You see everything on the subway. I mean, for better or for worse, but I do, except for when you get on the car that is, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to get a seat and it's not air conditioned. And you're like, oh my God, I have to get off. Now now you know why. (laughs) Um, Your favorite free activity in the city? People watching. Mm, Yeah. Anywhere. I mean, the other day I was going to see a concert in Central Park and I have not done that in a really long time. And I got there 45 minutes early and sat on um, a bench and it was 
I felt like people must have thought I was totally insane because I had like this ear to ear grin and yeah. I was like oh my god this is the New York is amazing I mean I just, free entertainment forever forever yes. hilarious people walking their dogs people the way they were speaking to their dog I mean it's just totally yeah it was great 100% I get that <laughs> all right your favorite museum uh, the Brooklyn Museum. Hmm. It's walking distance from my house. I love that they do the oh, fashion nice. exhibits. Yes. Um, the Dior exhibit uh, most recently was like, I still think about it. Um, hmm. But yeah, I just, it's such a special museum and it's so beautiful the building is so beautiful it really is yeah. yeah yeah and it's so you know a lot of people stick to Manhattan when they come but there's so much no. I mean so many good museums outside yeah. of Manhattan that I think don't always get the recognition but they should from tourists <laughs> that they deserve yeah absolutely um your favorite bar or club well I I wish I had like I wish this came easily to me but I'm gonna say my favorite place to have a drink is um, to sit on my stoop because I live in a brick row house um, mm. and to have like a beer on a hot day because everyone in the neighborhood walks by and there's also great people watching and I sit outside yes. usually with my husband and my dogs and it's just it's such a New York moment yeah I miss having a stoop from the when best. I lived in Park Slope that was so much fun especially on holidays Halloween all of that was the just best. amazing well you'll have to come there. on over you'll yes, come on over yeah, for Halloween yeah, that would be on my great <laughs> perfect um your favorite NYC landmark I mean the Statue of Liberty come on oh, it's yeah. like Iconic. it's it's represented everything to everyone I feel sometimes when I see it I get a little teary it's yeah. just it's it's New York it's New York City mm -hmm. and it's it's what this country is about like you know even in turbulent times like um like this is totally the land of opportunity and it's just it means so much to so many people yeah so. I love that um your favorite dessert oh in for sure for sure the soft serve at Lilia Oh it's yeah, so nobody's good. mentioned that before. Oh my god, okay. it's so good. Um, yeah. and um, I it's I also Lily is a, a restaurant that I love and I absolutely adore the chef who's a personal friend. But that okay. soft serve is bananas good. Okay, I mean, nice. also you might want to pair it with an aperol spritz, but it's just it's your choice. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> What's your favorite season in the city? Fall. Yeah, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I do love spring too because I get spring fever. But um, I the colors changing. Um, Especially where you are in Brooklyn. It's gorgeous. So gorgeous. And I also yeah. feel like it's like, I like, I like all the seasons, but I feel like you, it's a transition. It's back to school and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, things are changing and there's a lot of opportunity and hope. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what's your favorite hidden gym? Oh, definitely the Russian baths in, um, there's oh. a Russian bath in Little Neck Road and it's like the real deal. Wow. Uh, it's super fun. It's uh, lots of saunas, very cold plunges and amazing. Um, there's Russian and Uzbeki food. It's great. Everyone should go okay. get ready to sweat and have a great time. Oh, wow. <laughs> very cool. Um, what's your favorite park in the city? I mean, Prospect Park. <laughs> it's, it's my park. Yeah, so. yeah. I love Central Park, but Prospect Park has a lot of also like you know hidden nooks and crannies and yeah and it was designed by the same people who did central park and so yeah. it has so much of that same character but it also has a uniqueness to it that's very brooklyn very brooklyn yeah yeah <laughs> very good and what's your favorite store i mean i have to say artists and please and uh you know regeneration yeah. but okay besides them although any you know it is really you can find something remarkable but i'll, I'll tell you my other favorite store so there's so many vintage stores that i love but i'm not going to say that's like picking my favorite, my, my favorite <laughs> child. But yeah, um, there's a store in Atlantic called Layla. Okay. And um, the owner, Elaine, is a wonderful person and a friend. And she, I love India, as does she. And she has beautiful mm -hmm. towels and textiles. 
But the real um, thing that I love there is she has, um, uh, she's a purveyor of some of the most beautiful um, antique Indian jewelry. And um, thankfully, I've, you know, slowly started collecting from her, but just really, um, you know, vintage and antique pieces that are particularly exquisite. And it's, Mm. it's a very, very special store. um, And I recommend anyone who has an interest in kind of really beautiful, very special um, and gorgeous vintage and antique jewelry, specifically from India, um, to go check it out. Love that. Very good. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And if you don't mind one more time, just plugging all the stores and the events coming up. Sure. So I want everybody to go get something to write it down with, and I'll put it in the show notes. But just one more time here at the end of the podcast, just let us know the hours and all of that for all your places. It will be my pleasure. So Artists and Fleas, um, I'll tell you where the four locations are. So there's Williamsburg, Brooklyn, which is open on Saturday and Sunday. I want to say 11 to 7, and someone might on my team might kill me, but I think it's 11 <laughs> to 7. Maybe it's 10 to 6, but something yeah, around yeah. that. Google will work uh, as Exactly, well. <laughs> and um, that's on North 7th. And right next door is Regeneration, which is a vintage and thrift um, curated market, which is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the same hours as the Brooklyn Market. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chelsea Market, um, Artisan Fleas at Chelsea Market, is open um, seven days a week. Also, I want to say eleven to seven. Um, some I, my 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 uh, my, my marketing team is really going to kill me. <laughs> um, and then um, we're in LA, um, and Abbott Kinney Artisan Fleas is uh, every Saturday on Abbott Kinney, um, and that in Venice, California, and that's also ten to six. And then um, we're in Pont City Market, our Artisan Fleas in Atlanta uh, at Pont City Market and also open on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Manhattan Vintage, which um, is the show that's three times a year. The first show that's coming up uh, soonest is October 20th through the 22nd. Um, we have another show um, in February. It's the first weekend in February. And then we have um, the next show in April. And that is at the Metropolitan Pavilion on 18th Street. Um, it's a ticketed event and it uh, will showcase 90 plus dealers that have everything under the sun. So, um, yeah, I hope you can come visit us at all or any of these wonderful places to find something meaningful. And I just want to yes. thank you so much for the opportunity to chat yeah, with you. Of course, it's and, been wonderful. Yeah, and share. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> and just share what, what I love about New York. And I hope other people who are on an entrepreneurial journey or on a journey to find something really cool and unique or just people who also are kindred spirits and their love of New York City. Yeah, very good. Well, in the show notes, we'll put all that information for you as well as a link to buy tickets to the next event and as well as, you know, contact information for you and Absolutely. your team, if that's okay. Absolutely. Um, but I really encourage everybody that's listening to visit one of these one of her stores and to take home a little piece of New York City and vintage with you because those things will last forever and will mean so much more to you than a I love New York t-shirt or or something it's I love that when you take you know a little piece of New York City home with you to have a story and a memory um, that a place like Artisan Fleas can give you um, I think it's just a really cool piece of New York City and a memory to have so Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We will have all of that information down in the show notes so all of the listeners can go check out the amazing things that you're doing in New York City. And we will talk to you all on the next episode.